now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Steffi Barnett. Sorry to say Andy's not well today, but don't worry, he's here in spirit. He's interviewed our guest earlier this week. We've been playing the trailer for a few weeks now. Cam Lan, the new dystopian podcast from Ella Watts. Well, today, Andy speaks to her in a two-part special to find out more. It's me, Alid, by the way. Hi. <laughs> Do, 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 do. I reckon um, Alid's here. Did you notice that stuff? Uh, I didn't, no. No, I mean, it's such <laughs> no. subtle energy. Did he, did he just creep in under yeah, the desk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, almost invisible. I tend to <laughs> usually slide right in. <laughs> I've had that. Indeed. Okay. Indeed. I love sliding into Eastern Community Centre and... <laughs> Making it my second home. Yeah, and shimmying, which the the lovely listeners can't see, but you have a very good... I've always said we should set up a webcam so we could, like, live stream it as well as the podcast version. Because then you can see all the stupid stuff we do when the mics (laughs) get turned off. Which is normally, you know, some some pretty good stuff. I'm usually flailing my arms around, pretending to hit people out of my way because a song's being played and I'm just having a moment. Yeah. Well, there's too f- far too many to count, actually, Alad, the moments you have while you're on air. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm taking that as a compliment. It, it was is. meant it as is. a compliment. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. How are we all? It's been ages. Yeah, well, it has been ages. I guess it's quite a few months, isn't it, since you were last behind the microphone? It would have been end of November. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, November, wasn't it, for WAD? So, yeah, hope you all had the festive festivities and HNY, everyone. Happy New Year. HNY to you. I wrote that today and it looked odd. It does. I yeah. always read it as something else, which I'm not oh. I'm not sure whether I'm allowed to say I on air. I just read it as honey. No, I... Like, there should be an O and, and an R in there. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey. Just, like, Sorry, I just, have I spelt that wrong? Yeah, you have. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just assumed it was, like, new kid tech speak. Yeah. The first time I saw it on an Instagram story, I'm like, why are you wishing me a... Uh, a that 2024. <laughs> Am I allowed to say it? I don't think so. Because it's not a swear word, is it? What's not a swear word? Horny. horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. There's a song. There's a song, isn't there? Because I'm yes. horny, 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 horny. horny. Yes, Miss T. Miss T, yeah. Back in the day, big club hit. Yeah, so I always yeah. read it as horny, and I'm like, why are you wishing me a horny 2024? Horny like, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> and and I kind of wish... Extremely thoughtful, aren't Yeah. yeah. I, like, I, like, I kind of wish for a horny 2024. Yeah. Like... Is uh, there anything it's, it's you do happy. wish for? What this do I wish? For? Will peace. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Will peace. We were watching a film yeah, the we other were. evening. Uh, Miss Congeniality. Yeah. They all said they wanted world peace, didn't they? Yeah. In the beauty well, she said She said something much longer-winded about guns and violence and stuff. And, then but, and it always and ends peace. then and they go... And will peace, and yeah. then the crowd go, "Way!" <laughs> yeah, indeed. What uh, is what? What is April twenty sixth? Oh, you're if about to tell us, are you? If if you've just watched Miss Congeniality, you should know the answer. Um, 
Oh my goodness. I it's do... the perfect date. Yes, it is the perfect date. I can't believe it. Because uh, it's <laughs> not too cold and it's not too warm and you only need a light jacket. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> We only watched moving, it the other day. Moving yeah, swiftly on. on. Yeah. Oh, there's a phone call in the background. Who- Please hold. Your call is very important to us, and we will get to it as quickly as we can. The cataclysm is frightening for everyone. Remember, in times like these, We need to stick together more than ever. If you need emergency assistance, please call 999. Your position in the queue is 333. Hello, you've reached the Cataclysm Casualties Hotline. Can I take your name and date of birth? Peretti Green. Morgan Jones. Hugh Liu. Gwen Turner. Just call me Di. Okay, and who are you calling for today? My mum, Shan Thomas. She was in Aberystwyth. Matthew and Louise Turner. In Kirkwall, on Orkney. My father, Kai Liu. Ben. Ben Jones. I, I saw something on the news about a sea serpent. He's 15 years old. Anna and Sophie Green in Portsmouth. What's happening in Kowloon? Listen, is this real? I've been seeing news reports about dragons. Well, let me look that up for you. Where are you calling from today? Bristol. 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 Leicester. I'm so sorry. It looks like we haven't got anyone listed under that name on the database. This means they haven't been listed as a fatality. Call back tomorrow, and if you haven't heard anything from us or your loved one in three days, try the online form. I know this is scary, but it's okay. We're going to get through this. Together. Camlan, a post-apocalyptic audio drama by Ella Watts, inspired by folklore and Arthurian legends. Coming January 2024. Produced by Tin Can Audio. Camlan. We've been playing, like you said, in the intro, Aled, for a few weeks now. We have the rights to broadcast part one, which hopefully we'll be doing next week. Now, um, Andy is in his sickbed at the moment, but before he got (coughs) ill, he managed to catch up with (laughs) shout-outs, Ella Watts. So I'm very pleased to give a very warm welcome back to shout out to one of our dearest friends, the lovely Ella Watts. Hello, how are you? Hello, I am very good, thank you. I am all the better for being back with Shout Out, <laughs> albeit briefly and from a distance. <laughs> so I think we last saw you at the awards, didn't we? You were yes, on yes. The stage I had to follow a drag queen, I remember. <laughs> it was really intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, we know you exceptionally well because um, you were with Shout Out for, gosh, a couple of years or so, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, I think it was about two years. Um, but for those that don't know you, 
you. Um, give us a little bit of background about yourself, how you got into radio and um, production and podcasting and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I got into radio because of shout out. Um, <laughs> I, um, I uh, you know, I always loved listening to radio, especially talk radio. And I moved to Bristol after uni and uh, I had like done some stuff with the student radio station at university. And then when I moved to Bristol, I was like, oh, you know, the best way to get to know a sissy is to listen to their community radio. And so I found BCFM and I put it on and I just so happened to put on Shout Out. And it was like absolutely wild to me that there were these people talking about being gay on the radio, on community radio. And it was like suddenly I found where to find like my people and my community. And it was like, oh, and here are the events and here are the people who work here and here are the local organizations and here's a bunch of jokes. And it was just so cool. So I emailed and I was like, oh, hello, could I could maybe come and do some like work experience or something with you? And, and then our lives totally changed. <laughs> 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 so, listeners that have been listening for a while, Ella definitely became our queen of history, didn't you? Did yeah. Loads and loads of stuff. I remember you talking to us about um, um, William Shakespeare being bisexual and mm -hmm. there was a, a rather rampant um, Viking queen, I think it was, or something, wasn't it? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there was this the Swedish King Christina of Sweden. She's fun. But also, I think, like, with... Um, uh, we might have been talking about Julie Daubigny, who was this uh, bisexual jewel-wielding... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love Julie Daubigny. Um, oh, she's the best. Raided a nunnery, uh, seduced the King of France, etc. Um, yeah, we, uh, do, we do miss your history, I have to say. <laughs> a, I mean, the, the, the facts that we found out were um, intense back in those days. But, um, but of course, from Shout Out, um, you went on to some pretty amazing stuff with the BBC in the form of the amazing Doctor Who Redacted. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, no, so like from Shout Out, I, I moved to London, I did a master's degree in radio. I started working with BBC Sounds, where I was their audio drama specialists um, when they launched the app uh, back in 2018. Um, and then after that, I became a producer for BBC Studios, which is like, historically, the BBC Studios audio team was the BBC radio comedy team. So it's the same people who did like Hitchhikers yeah. and the Mighty Boosh and stuff like that. Um, and whilst I was working with them, I worked on a show called Quote Unquote, which I won't linger on, uh, but I will say that a member of the team once called me the woke police in national news. Um, <laughs> and then I also worked on uh, Doctor Who Redacted, which was a show that I conceived and, and pitched to the BBC. And then eventually after about three years of fighting for it, finally got it commissioned. Um, I hired Juno Dawson to be our lead writer. I also chose a writer's room of trans and queer writers because uh, it was really important to me to in employ like actually trans and gay people to mm. write their own stories because the main characters are uh, trans and bi um, women. Um, and well, of course, in Doctor Who that's aired now is, you know, um, classic Russell T Davis. It's very... Um, LGBT yeah. plus, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. And it's it's been really, really nice to see. And Yasmin Finney is amazing. I'm so glad that she got a place in the show. Shuti Gatwa, obviously, is incredible. He's amazing, um, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I, was I was just quite surprised so our happy. first view of him was him in his boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I, look, I, I feel like I shouldn't need to point out to you that there's a lot to appreciate there. Um, <laughs> but as the bisexual, I feel like I have to. Um, no, but listen, sadly, you're uh, not coming back because Doctor Who Redacted is coming back again, isn't it? Yeah, but so it came back you, for a second a season. Um, no, it was a, a, a kind of sad and weird situation. So, but it's which carrying was on. a shame. It's the, you know, I mean, you, it was your idea. You got it off the ground. You did that first season that was amazing. Um, amazing. <laughs> um, I was gripped to it. I, I kept like, oh. when's the next one? When's the next one? When's the next Thank one? You, you had to wait the week. It was driving me up the wall. <laughs> Do you know, honestly, it's it's such a like it's such a thing because yeah, season one of Redacted is my baby. I wrote um on about half of episodes four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. I edited every single script. I cast every actor. I directed the whole series. I produced it. I chose the sound designer. I chose the artist. I chose the voice of the credits. Um, I chose the composer. Um, I came up with the original idea. Um, and yeah, like I originally pitched it in a boardroom when I was like 20. I can't remember now. I think I was 22, 23. And then- yeah, thank you. And it's it's my, my, my first ever official professional commission as a radio producer was this um ten part series for Doctor Who, which was pretty cool. Um when I was twenty-seven. Um so yeah, it was it was a long time coming, but I'm really proud of that first series. I put a lot of love and blood and sweat and tears into it, and I'm really pleased that like it it resonated with people. And from that to zombies. Yes. So I left the BBC um, and actually as a result of Doctor Who Redacted, I'd become a lot more interested in directing um, and focusing on directing instead of uh, producing. Um, and so there was a job going for a uh, part-time voice director as a salaried staff member. Um, and if you're familiar with the audio drama industry, there's not that many jobs in audio drama for a staff member to direct audio drama. Uh, and so, you know, I applied, I didn't think I'd get it. And then I did. And then um, I can tell you this now because it's public, but I got a phone call after they'd offered me the job and I'd accepted it saying, hi, so there's an element of this that we weren't able to give you details on. You know, we told you that we were hiring you for this big project. Well, the big project is that we've partnered with Marvel Comics and we're making a bunch of original audio dramas for Marvel. So like, you're going to be directing like Thor and Loki and Scarlet Witch and Doctor wow. Strange and the X-Men and Hulk. And it was like a daredevil. And I was like, oh, okay, wild. Getting this phone call at St. Pancras and they're like, so you can't tell anyone about this for two years, but when it's announced, you can tell people. It's like, okay. Um, so yeah, I went from the BBC to work for Sixer Start, which is the company that makes Zombies Run and Marvel Move, which are two essentially audio drama apps um it uses some clever technology to cut between scenes and your playlist so you can put a playlist on spotify and it'll play like a scene from the audio drama and then some songs from spotify and then a scene from the audio drama and it also tracks your runs so you can tell it i want to run for 20 minutes or i want to run two miles and depending on whether you're using timing or gps um as you run you pick up supplies so in the case of the x-men you might like get key mission items in the case of zombies run you'll get things that help you survive the zombie apocalypse like medicine or whatever and then you can spend those supplies on the app to like do base building and stuff something that i really like about it is that it doesn't use any kind of um gacha stuff or advertising you'd like you never have to like put up with a million adverts for weird products or something it's just no you just go for a run or a walk and you pick up some stuff and then you use that to get more stuff and it's it's fun it's cute 
Well, stay with it. We're going to take a quick break. Um, and when we come back um, in the second half, um, we're going to talk to you about your latest venture, which um, listeners will have heard because we've been playing the trailer to it um, on the last few shows. So uh, stay with us. You're listening to Shout Out. <laughs> Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Love you all. Fool me. <laughs> we don't fool you I know out. that you love me. I do, love actually. Me, love me, yeah. Say that you love me. The jumpers, or it could be the cardigans. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Jumpers? That's a p- trigger no, warning. It's more fashionable than that. They're called the cardigans. The cardigans. Yeah. I love a cardi. Me too. I haven't got one on, and I like. I don't think I've got one in the wardrobe actually, but oh they are an wow. underrated. Urban Outfitters have got loads at the moment. They are an underrated item, yes, aren't they? they? Are. A cardigan. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, layers. I had one for Christmas. Oh, congrats! So you they're still cardigans? fashionable. I did. Oh. Okay. What did you get each other for Christmas? Um. Oh my goodness. L- lots Too much. Then. Yeah. A Lego Disney castle for me. And Steph got loads of nostalgic items, like 50 years of the Beano and Dandy, which she did ask for. It wasn't just me, oh, you know. that's really interesting, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah and Disney 100 tickets and you know, lots of Disney, 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 really. I can't remember. Oh, an Apple TV box. <laughs> I had a right fiasco with Apple. They're not my friends anymore. How about you, Alad? Oh, clothes and stuff. <laughs> I was going to say something else though. Clothes and wigs and makeup and stuff. No, 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 no. just like boy clothes. What did Miss Beaver get you? Oh, a f- headache. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> a rough boxing day. Right, news team. Let's get over to the news desk. Okay. <laughs> is Shout Out News. Welcome along. The independent newspaper reports that Pope Francis marked the final holiday of the Christmas season epiphany with a warning to conservative factions within the Roman Catholic Church that they need to find God in the faces of the poor and marginalised. The paper notes that the 87-year-old pontiff has faced some kickback from conservative groups within Catholicism over his efforts to make LGBTQI plus Catholics, minorities and people traditionally sidelined by the church to feel welcome. Last month, Francis gave permission for priests to bless couples outside of marriage, including same-sex relationships, as long as the blessing was pastoral and not liturgical or part of some religious rite. Francis, in Francis, in his epiphany homily, didn't cite the pushbacks against his same-sex blessings policy, but he deviated from the written text of the homily to cite the need to abandon ecclesiastical ideologies. Pope Francis said the Church needed to ensure that our faith will not be reduced to an assemblage of religious devotions or mere outward appearance. A Green member of the Scottish Parliament, Patrick Harvey, has alerted LGBTQIA plus and progressive activists in Scotland that Sir Brian Souter, a Christian fundamentalist who in the year 2000 attempted to prevent the repeal of the anti-gay Section 2A, may be attempting to buy influence at the Holyrood Parliament. 
Mr Souter, who the socialist worker newspaper once described as a bigot who paid his staff a rather unchristian pittance, was the chairperson of the Stagecoach Bus Company. The Pink Paper reported that in July 2000, the Lesbian Avengers group reformed for a special direct action in London, in which they took over one of his buses and actually painted it pink. In the event, Section 2A, an equivalent to Section 28 in Scotland, was neatly abolished, and when the socially liberal Nicola Sturgeon became leader of the SNP, taking it in a more left-wing direction, so Mr Souter's political involvement and donations ceased. Patrick Harvey, who was a bisexual Green member of the Scottish Parliament, sounded the alarm that Souter had funded an event for the current First Minister, Mr Hamza Youssef. Mr Harvey said that the Scottish Government needed to make it clear that it does not share Mr Souter's extremism. And it will enrage the J.K. Rowling-type fake feminists who have always tried to force lesbians into politically correct sexuality. But Diva magazine, the world's largest lesbian magazine, reports that there is increasing visibility for traditional butch femme lesbian (coughs) culture. The magazine says in recent years there's been a noticeable shift when it comes to butch representation on screen, on the red carpet, in media and beyond. And we can think of no better way to get the year started than by swooning over some of our, some of our iconic mask and butch celebs. On their list of mask-identifying lesbians are Rosie O'Donnell, Megan Rapinoe and Katie Lang, amongst many others. To check out the full list, pop along to diva-magazine.com. Pink News and the BBC News Channel are amongst those media noting that, without much comment or fuss within France itself, so the French Republic has gained its first out gay Prime Minister, Mr Gabriel Attal. Mr Attal is just 34, which makes him also the youngest ever French PM. He will answer to the President, Emmanuel Macron, who is concerned about the threat to France's democratic traditions from the far-right National Rally Party and its populist leader, Marine Le Pen. Mr Attal may be just the person to help see off the far-right organisation because he is by far and away the most popular of the Macron government with voters. The BBC reports polls show that he is by far the most admired member of the Macron government, competing at the same level as the president's main enemy, the aforementioned nationalist Marine Le Pen. Pink News says that Mr Attal has been open about being bullied at a prestigious private school and also notes that he turned being outed by a vengeful colleague into an advantage by taking the opportunity to share his life with his then partner with the public. And finally, the enemy website that is the new Musical Express have met up with Dunstan Bruce of anarcho pop punk band Chumbawamba. The band began making riotous music in the early 1980s and came out of the same movement that that produced aged pop bands such as sorry pop bands such as Crass and Conflict. Perhaps totally surprisingly, they scored a number one hit in '97 with Tumba Thumping with its memorable football chant type chorus. Of LGBTQI plus issues, Dunstan spoke of promoting a single which featured the famous fly poster of Jason Donovan wearing one of the direct action group Outrages Queer as F t-shirts. And he notes that they have called out the Happy Monday Sean Ryder for remarks made about homosexuals in 91. Mr Ryder has since distanced himself from his youthful homophobia.
Dunstan also notes, we were never afraid of that. We even got into a massive argument with the prodigy when they released Smack My Bee Up. We had a problem with it promoting domestic violence. Well, it's been another busy week in LGBTQIA community and politics. Be sure to keep up with what's happening with the wide variety of podcasts and newswires available. And why not make your homepage our website, which is updated every day. Just go to shoutoutradio.com. LGBT. For Shout Out News, this has been Ezra Peregrine and Terry Starr. Shout Out News, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout Out LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Sash, colour the world. As long as it's a rainbow colour, I don't care. All colours are rainbow colours, aren't they? Very true, Mr. Star. Colour the world. We didn't need the track on, Alad. I forgot you were here. You could have just sung it. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. No one needs to hear a full song. And Terry could have done the backbeat, couldn't you, Terry? I guess I could, yeah. You could have done. But no. beatbox. You, like you have 80s. a talent. Oh, there we go. See, told you. And are you on backing vocals? Probably not. With a Bristolian accent. What With do a Bristolian accent, colour the world, isn't it, my love? <laughs> I just love colour in the world. I love colour in it. I love colours. I love that. They're just so bright. I love, and like I especially <laughs> love colours with ours in. And like, like purple, each one's a different colour. And well, like every colour is a different colour wow. from oh the gosh. other colour. I didn't even think about it like that. I know, right? My favourite colour is the rainbow. Okay, thanks, Drive. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome back uh, with the lovely Ella Watts and you heard us talking in the first half right the way up to um, the Zombie Run um, um, app that you've been developing with, with the X-Men. But of course, um, latest venture, which is one that we really wanted to talk to you about, is Camlan. Um, we've been playing the trailer for it um, over the last few weeks, and I've actually listened to the first three, which I, I'm, I'm now at a point, I'm like, no, when are they coming out? I need to hear <laughs> what happens next. So, um, but for our listeners, give them a bit of background. Uh, what is Camlan? What's the premise? How did it come about, etc.? So Camlan is an audio drama. It's a nine episode podcast series that is going to start releasing on the 15th of January and episodes are going to come out every two weeks. Each episode is going to be about 20 to 25 minutes long. Um, And the story is it's a post-apocalyptic drama. It's kind of an urban fantasy and it's set in a world where um, one day all folklore and mythology came to life at once. And in the chaos that followed, um, most of the world's population was killed. And the people who survive realize that the majority of them are people who have names from the stories i.e if you have the name of a famous like legendary or mythical character like uh jack or arthur or guinevere then you are more likely to survive than if you don't i don't um, know anyone called guinevere i have to admit <laughs> well gwen gwen is a surprisingly common name but you're right guinevere itself is more common in wales one of the reasons that this uh, entire drama was made is my welsh propaganda where most of wales survives <laughs> Um, no, uh, but, but genuinely, like, kind of behind the scenes, it's, um, 
it's my pride and joy. Um, Kamlan is a show that I have written and directed, uh, but this is an idea that's been in my head since I was working with Shout Out, actually, like for about eight years. Um, oh, I've been wanting to make it and just kind of quietly like keeping it on the back burner because I was doing other things and I was trying to focus on my career or whatever. But um, I was fortunate to make a wonderful friend in Amber Devereaux at Tin Can Audio. And eventually I was talking to them one day and they were like, you know, we should just make this and I was like would you make it for me and they were like yeah we we, we make it together and uh and we did and we uh made friends with the lovely Ross McFarlane who makes a fantastic uh queer horror podcast called Folk's Law which is all about like LGBTQ plus like themes of like horror and identity and social stuff and poetry um and uh Ross and Amber and I kind of got together and uh, made Camlan happen we got some funding from Creative Scotland um and an American organization called the Inevitable foundation which supports disabled creatives and um and now it's real and that's wild and you've heard it and i hope you like it because it means did, so yeah. much to me oh, yeah, it's, it, it, it was really weird because it takes you a little bit listening to figure out what's going on especially in the <laughs> earlier part um and as it goes on you get to that you're like oh there's another one i need to listen i need to know what comes <laughs> next you've done a very good job job with that and and now you're saying there's one coming out every two weeks so if i've got to wait till episode four i've got quite a wait to, to i can ca- carry on <laughs> from, from where i'm up to so. um where where does the name camlan come from though um, so the Battle of Camlan is essentially the Arthurian apocalypse. Um, the Battle of Camlan is the battle at which Arthur dies. It's the civil war between Lancelot and Arthur's court where, um, you know, all of Arthur's court basically kill each other um, over Guinevere and uh, Mordred, Arthur's son by Morgan Fay, um, kills Arthur with the sword Excalibur, which Arthur can't heal from because no wound caused by Excalibur can be healed except by the sheath of Excalibur. Arthur got rid of the sheath because he's an idiot. Um, uh, so yeah, like in, in a lot of ways, you can kind of say Camlan is like the end of the, the Arthurian cycle. It's like Ragnarok for the, the Norse myths. And um, so in my head, I think of Camlan as the Arthurian apocalypse. And because this is a post-apocalyptic drama inspired by British folklore and Arthuriana, Camlan kind of made sense to me as a name as being kind of like the end of the world and also the beginning of a new story. Um, and, and obviously so much of it is inspired by that that classic idea of uh you know when when britain's need is greatest arthur will come back um i, th- I think so does it me... does it have a happy ending or are you not going to give it away? oh i'm not going to tell you that <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to tell you that you got to find out you got to listen um i i will say you know i i love all of my gay characters very much i endlessly have this problem where i have to remember to do my you know cisgender heterosexual representation because sometimes i forget those characters and i'm like i should have someone here who's attracted to someone of a different gender probably um but uh no like it's um you know it's 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 all about so so far from what i've heard though it's not like it's in your face like over over it just it's just part of the story no well so for example uh do you see I, I find this kind of interesting. Andy, from the episodes you've listened to, mm-hmm. do you think that Gwen, the Scottish guy, or Di, who's the main Welsh guy, do you think either of them are straight? Well, knowing you, probably not. <laughs> but based <laughs> on listening, <laughs> if you based didn't on my listening, no, no, you see, because I wasn't listening for LGBT content. I was listening mm-hmm. for the storyline. So if I'm 100% honest, it hadn't even really crossed my mind to think about it um and i think right now i would say i genuinely don't know see that's see i find that really interesting because um 
I, oh, I suppose I won't spoil it then. Ooh, that's interesting. Sorry. Sometimes I think the stuff is very obvious to me and I don't know how obvious it is to other people, but um but yeah, like there's there's lots of queer characters, but like you say, it's not about the fact that they are gay or trans or whatever. That is just a part of their lives. The story that's actually happening is that there are dragons and stuff. Like that is a bigger problem for them than, you know, what pronouns someone uses. It's like, yeah. hey, there's a Kelpie and it wants to eat us. <laughs> um and uh even even the kind of interpersonal stuff, whether there's like romances or past romances or potential romances they are often you know kind of stopped by the fact that again there are like monsters that want to eat them um and uh yeah like i mean the story that i wanted to write was a story about people like me and the people i know and love but you know what if we were just in buffy and what if you know the story of us being in buffy wasn't like oh my god he's gay what if it was just like hey there's this guy he's in buffy He's gay, but like, really, that's not the most important thing. And you know, that's Willow, right? But like, I wanted to do a version of that that was less tragic than Willow's storyline ends up being. <laughs> and uh, also, um, yeah, just just natural and normal and, and part of the story. And and also, you know, Kamlan is, we call it a monster of the week show. It's a comedy drama. It is supposed to be in the style of things like Buffy and Teen Wolf. It's supposed to be fun. Um, so, you know, it's it's not a kind of big angsty, I hate myself kind of story. Um, no disparagement to those stories. We need them sometimes, but this is much more of a, it's a much lighter story. It's uh, so more is about there, adventure. Is there going to be a follow on? Are you carrying the story on us. Do you know what? My, my actors kept asking me this. When we finished recording in Glasgow after our like intense week of recording the series, all of my actors were like, okay, so Ella, what happens next? Like, where does it go? I know. So, so in my head, there You've is an overall story. Right. Yeah. And, and I, know, I know where the whole story ends. I know who ends up with who and who survives and who doesn't and like how it all happens. Whether we make more I don't know. Um, we're quite sincerely committed to everyone, including me, which is nice. Um, Ross and Amber keep insisting. Um, we're, we're quite committed to everyone getting paid fairly. Um, and in order to pay people like at least a minimum wage, for example, we we, we need money. Um, and we, we just currently don't know if we have that money. We'll have to apply again for funding um, if we want to get it from somewhere like Creative Scotland. There's no guarantee that we'll get it. Um, part of that is that if people like the show, we've set up like a Kofi and a Patreon so that people can tip us like a quid or something like you could just be like hey here's a fiver i like the show um and then money like that we're going to put into a pot so that we can see whether or not we're able to make more um it is but a right now we don't people have is how do podcasts make money uh, yeah, so podcasts are a lot like, uh, or at least audio drama is a lot like independent theatre in that way, in that it's primarily funded by charitable grants um, and government grants and like arts charity funding. Um, however, they are also paid for by like selling tickets to live shows, selling merchandise and things like Patreon, crowdfunding platforms like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, um, Seed and Spark, and um, things like Kofi, where you can just give people a little money. Um, also things like Bandcamp. So what Amber at Tin Can Audio does is that at the end of each season, of their shows they put the whole series plus the soundtrack on Bandcamp and say hey listen like this podcast is always going to be free but if you'd like to give me a bit of money because you enjoyed the show you can buy the album with the whole original score um for you know how pay what you want so like you know you can buy it for 10 pence you could buy it for a tenner like you can give them whatever you think that series was worth to you um most podcasts kind of make money through a, 
a variety of revenue streams, which I realise is not really a very interesting <laughs> answer. <laughs> but in, in short, it's complex and not easy. Is yeah, is, is, is what I'm hearing. You know, so it's it's good for people to support these things if they like like what you're doing. So, do you know what yeah. you're going to do next? Are you, are you got plans for another one if it's not a cabinet? I, I mean, I, I, I definitely, I would love to make more Camlan. Uh, I will make more Camlan if we get money. Apart from that, I am working on a few things that are currently confidential in, in my role as a producer and director. Um, so rather than my own series on other people's stuff, which I'm excited about, and hopefully I'll be able to push some of them off the ground. Um, they're all very gay because I'm incapable of making <laughs> heterosexual content, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, I think Kamlan is the big thing on my mind at the moment. And I'm also now head of production at Six to Start. So Marvel Move is the other big one um, and uh, is is important to me. And we're, we're working on some really cool storylines for the second half of the year that I'm currently editing the scripts for. Um, but yes, a f- few other things that are confidential for now, but hopefully I will be able to tell you more about later and send shout out <laughs> another email and be like, hey guys. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> well, it, for those listening, when um, if they want to hear Camlan when it comes out, what's the best way to um, go about finding it? Uh, just really your podcatcher of choice. So you'll be able to find it on Spotify, on Apple, on any podcast app. Just search Camlan and audio drama. Um, there is annoyingly, it took me so long to make this show that up until last year, no one else had a show called Camlan. And then really annoyingly, this French alt-right, like Nazi group of people made a show called Camlan that's all like, you know, skinhead propaganda about white supremacy. And it's really annoying. So we're not that one. We're the other one. <laughs> we're the one that's in English, not in French. And we're the one that has a bunch of gays in it, not a bunch of Nazis. Um, <laughs> Camlan and audio drama. <laughs> Well, listen, Ella, as always, it's been an um, honour and a pleasure. Um, hopefully we're going to um, have you live with us um, around Pride time, yes. I believe is the plan, isn't it? Yes, down to do I a, will be there. A couple of live broadcasts with us um, <laughs> around that time. But um, um, for now, though, um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the lovely Ella Watts. Bye. This segment was sponsored by Talk to the Rainbow. Visit talktotherainbow.co.uk. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. For more information about Shout Out Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. The Wanted. Something that is never used to describe me. <laughs> you are wanted, Alex. Oh, you were wanted tonight to fill a gap. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the first time that's been said to me either, Steph. Uh, (laughs) Boom, boom. You right there, Tony. (laughs) Hooter has just fallen off his chair. (laughs) Being wanted and be being a necessity because you had there was nobody else to co-host is a bit different. Now I'm joking. I love being here. Well, actually, I offered and she said no. Well, who else would do the news then? You can't host and do the news. Well, I said I could. Greedy bottom. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we would rather have you here always. It's been too long. It has has. been too long. Two months too long. While you're here, what's the latest around the UK with drag? Nothing. No, I'm joking. Uh, always something in it. Always. Oh, there was property this week, but I'm not allowed to say I am sworn to secrecy. Um, uh, this weekend, uh, Saturday and Sunday at the London XL, you have DragCon. 
So RuPaul's Drag Race convention, who knew? Um, And there are queens there from all of the franchises. You can see uh, Miss Tia Coffey, who headlined the cabaret stage at Bristol Pride last year. She did. We chatted to her. She has a Star Wars themed booth. I just think. Last year it I was. Mean, la- last year it was Doctor Who. Yeah, I've just her, seen videos in my words. Her booth looked like the inside of a TARDIS. So you've got all of the like not uh, not all of them because even the Excel isn't big enough for all of them. But you've got a very large portion of queens from all of the franchises. So UK, you've got Brooklyn Heights who hosts Canada's Drag Race. Um, France, Belgium, Spain. They're all like they're all there basically. US right. Queens. And then like Friday night they do like Friday night they've got a show, like the season five girls, and then Saturday they cut the ribbon and then they walk the pink carpet. Um and then there's performances on the main stage. You can walk around, meet your favourite queens, get a signature, get a print, get a pin badge, get a tote bag, get some merch. <laughs> we love merch. And that was an incredible reel off of merch. <laughs> Thanks. That's yeah. that's Pretty good. that that yeah. that Shows is the how, general. How much you know about yeah, the con? Yeah, about the con. <laughs> uh, I was there last. It's 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 a marathon. Like yeah. praise the people. <laughs> Praise the queens, basically. Thoughts and prayers to the queens, because honestly, it's intense and it's a lot. And I just go, oh, bless them. <laughs> I just feel like giving all of them a hug because they, <laughs> like they need it. Was your alter ego um, parading over the Christmas New Year? She was, yes. Uh, she was. She was uh, DJing at the Bear Bar for New Year's Eve. How was okay. that? busy it was really yeah. busy cool. um yeah busy long 3 a.m half three Oof. Wow. I started at nine and oh, I, and we started we started at eight didn't I we i think ours was a bit bitter uh, yeah comfier. we started at eight but we finished at what half half, half one half one oh, by half the time one. we were all home yeah, and, yeah. yeah bed. and like you don't have to wear corsets or no. pads or a wig and That's heels right. and you can sit no. down doing That's it. That's the right? benefits of being on the radio, Alan. Yeah, no one sees you. <laughs> <laughs> Just come in me gym jams. That would be the dream. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the bear bar. It was lovely. Um, yeah, really lovely. Really great. Epic vibe. Everybody was having a really, really good time. It was just long mm. and tiring and by the end of it I was like god I'm dead because like they don't just expect you to DJ do they no no because no. why else would you book a drag queen to DJ yeah. they want you to like twirl a bit and spout stuff over a microphone <gasps> and like go and touch interact them interact and what yeah like yeah. go into the people and like yeah. touch them and mm. be like oh really yeah. Yeah. yeah like pleasure to meet me I know yeah yeah very like very that right wear a glove so the people can't actually touch my skin do you know what i mean yeah yeah it's like once a year i take the bus and it's to like humbleize me (laughs) 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 and it just like beaver catches the bus once a year only the nice ones like the once a year (laughs) because it just makes me feel like i'm at one with the people and she is a queen for the people she is the like the bristol's people's princess it's like when keanu reeves goes on the underground i know yeah yeah just just, stay humble grounded what sort of receptions you get what is that the 44 43 (laughs) 45 no it's the m1 don't push it (laughs) No, like, uh, I 
I may go in like full face, wear some sunglasses and like put a hood up. I'm not in like full drag at that point. Uh, okay. No, I ain't doing that on a bus. Get off. That's what I thought. I <laughs> yeah, was no, like a little bit surprised. No, she ain't going full drag on like on a bus. Could you imagine? It would be camp if it was a drag like if it was an open top bus full of drag queens and then like one of the queens was in like pink tinfoil or no oh. silver tinfoil <laughs> and lame and was at the front of the bus and then like the rest of it flew behind Trailing her we I feel like where have I seen that before <laughs> Priscilla I feel like you've just potentially though invented a whole new day out event for Bristol buses Bristol drag brusses brusses Bristol drag buses which will replace their tired drag brunches yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that are becoming yeah, far too common. Yeah, you know, hair, Prosecco in your Oh no, that's only like, that That would only be like a four-week job though, wouldn't it? Do yeah. it for the four weeks that Bristol gets sun yeah. with no wind yeah. or rain mm. consecutively and then the rest of the time they just yeah. like, you just put them back in the storing well, cupboard, edition, don't you? It's isn't it? It's yeah. going to be more sought after. Any hints on who you're going to have on the stage at Pride? Drag. Okay. <laughs> right. Off with his nails. <laughs> uh, drag kings, drag queens. Really? Drag that surprises me on a drag stage. Drag things. Um, we have a full, as ever, jam-packed lineup uh, from like two till eight thirty. Amazing. And it will close in time for the headliner. And don't ask me who the headliner is on main stage because I genuinely don't know. I do know Cabaret. I'm just choosing not to say anything. Um, but yeah, main stage, I don't know nothing. Exciting. So is everyone booked Exciting. up already? Everyone's booked. My lineup is done. I'm starting to get promo images and bios so we can start working, working on that. But everybody has confirmed and has done. Headliners have signed contracts. And Are you excited? It's six months away. Yeah, but a little bit. Well, it is exciting. That will it come is, it is a little very, quick. <laughs> very, very quick. And next thing you know, I'll be sat here like two yeah. weeks on shout out being like, I hate drag. <laughs> 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 Which kind of happens every year. I love it. I get excited. People at, at Pride or in Pride Week in the lead up are like, oh, are you really excited for Saturday? I'm like, no. And they're like, why? I've like, I've just spent the last nine months working on Pride. I, yeah. I I've done Bristol Pride basically yeah that's it for another week if you want to hear this show again or any others check out all good podcast services or our website that was like Adele at the Brits shout out radio.lgbt is where you want to head to it's also where you can get in touch with us as well next week the seeker of the truth not the traitors Ooh. <laughs> bye everyone bye bye Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.